this is my really good friend, Ben Co. And Ben, we've been friends for a long time, but I want to introduce you and tell a little bit about yourself and how we know each other. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I am uncertain of the year. However, I came across the, a photo from when we did that show at the Orpheum. Um, things I remember about that day, uh, you know, working with uh, Stephen. Stephen was there on that one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, prepping those models like underneath the stage. That was that was a first and only. Never done that before with like my camping headlamp on my head. And, um, you know, it was it was really cool because I actually I think I was talking to Karen about it because Karen was there. Mm -hmm. And um, but I mean, gosh, I don't even know when that was. And I mean, we go, you know, yeah, back beyond that. that. So, um, but I guess it all, you know, it kind of begins at Sassoon, mm -hmm. um, where you did your apprenticeship there. And um, I was, I don't even know if I was the assistant creative director. I was definitely the acting assistant creative director. And then I was sort of like the acting creative director. And the title was always like a year or two behind, which I didn't care about. Right. Um, but I guess it all goes back to, to Sassoon and, yeah. um, and your brother. Yes, and my brother. Right, who, you know, I've spent time with him at the tattoo shop. Right. And, um, yeah, so it, it's really that. And, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that, I think that's where we met. Totally. And I... But, I mean, gosh, how many one degrees of separation do we have, like, every which way? It's insane. Yeah. It's really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tons, tons. Like, Phoenix is the biggest, smallest town. It really yeah, is. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the hair community too, and music and tattoo and all of that kind of like layers over on each other. And we have all these, like you said, one degree of separation. Um, that show, as I remember, I was pregnant with Lucas. Yes. It was like 2011. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, sure. That's crazy. And then we, yeah, before that, and I will say going back to the start of it all comes down to meeting at Sassoon and I think we probably like unknowingly crossed paths I don't even know how many times most likely sure. prior to that but meeting you and getting a chance during my apprenticeship and that time there in that bubble I mean not only did I think we cultivated such an amazing friendship that I value to this day but seriously the inspiration that i try to continuously and probably obnoxiously remind you of, of how inspired you've made me through all these years and to date. So I'm forever and always grateful for what you provided for my craft. And, um, and I think you, I'm not the only one that feels that way. So you're Oh, wow. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, I, thank you. But, you know, so much of that goes to show the type of person that you are and everything that you've built from you know your your home salon i remember that that room in your house <laughs> right. very well i was actually extremely impressed i'm like you have a waiting area with like magazines yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. yeah you know i had some pipe dream like maybe 20 years ago about building a home salon and it would just be a chair in a room i wasn't using <laughs> listen i'm the queen of do it to death you know that <laughs> oh yeah yeah Absolutely. I remember, I remember, man, it was, it was definitely Lucas's room. I, I think it was before he even arrived. I, it was the closet. Yeah. It was like Y2K plus uh, times two. I don't even know. I mean, there's stuff stacked to the <laughs> ceiling there. Yeah. Uh -huh. I remember. All organized by like uh -huh. months of like zero to three and three to six. Oh, yeah. And then color oh, yeah. yeah. I have problems. I know. Hey, I, I don't think it's a problem. I, I, I think. <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> listen it 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 is a hindrance in some ways and it's really good at cultivating when it fits in that lane right whether it's like you know when it's used for good it, it has its good purposes it can be very troubling in other, in other right. aspects for sure right it's funny i was thinking about reminiscing i was actually prior to us doing this meeting I um was tidying up the house and I laughed at myself as I'm like feverishly vacuuming the floor and I'm like I don't know how many times I vacuumed this floor this week but it's something so like 
I can see the lines and it's so pretty. And I just like, it's like my Zen place in that moment of like, I'm just going to keep vacuuming because it's giving me such a joy because I don't have anything other than the space that I live in right now. So like, I'm crafting on the carpet lines, but I remember the first time you came over to our house and Chet had made a comment. He goes, well, Ben, you must be really difficult to live with in, in terms of the neatness and orderly fashion that we like things. And, and you looked at him and you're like, what are you talking about? You live with one just like it with all the carpet lines in the Well, to that point, you know what I was doing right before this was vacuuming the house. That's yes. the last thing I did before I came outside. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. It was unnecessary, but I, I saw like one little spot of like Lila's fur sitting on the ground. I'm like, time to vacuum. You can't help it. You just yep. <laughs> you got to do it. That's how it goes. Right. And actually that goes in a way right along with, you know, what you had sent me as your first question. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, you can get right to it because I mean, I, actually, I think that's, that speaks to in a way like I was actually thinking about that when uh, you had sent me that and I was like, well, I don't know. You know, I don't want to like think about what I'm going to say or, you know, yeah. what we might talk about. But as I was vacuuming again, right before this, I realized like that's kind of part of it. But anyway, so you're right. I think that question is, you know, so what is the hardest part in this weird quarantine bubble that we're in is not being in our normal day-to-day -day environment in the salon and and what that looks like how do how are you dealing with that um so that's kind of like twofold because i think the idea of normal is um no longer yeah you know there there's no more normal like you know normal prior to like march of 2020 whatever that is i don't think in a way, I don't think it's possible for that to exist. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> this is such an odd point of reference. So Jenny and I have been watching a lot of movies. Um, she has this like, she has odd blank spots like in pop culture, especially regarding movies. And one of the movies, actually a series of films that we've watched is Back to the Future. <laughs> right. So do you remember Doc Brown's explanation of the paradox with the chalkboard? Like how when you go back to a certain point mm -hmm. and like now there's this like diagonal tangent that goes off of and now that's the line you live on because that straight line that used to exist is no longer there. Well, we, we live in the tangent paradox from here on. Like, I mean, that's it. 2020 and what has happened has created that little blip and it'll never go back to what it used to be um, for, you know, so many reasons, socioeconomic, um, you know, so simple, uh, maybe like point of reference, but like, let's say a restaurant that you really like to go to, I mean, they might have to shutter after this and they will cease to exist. Yeah. And that's that. And that's just how it's going to be. Um, so, you know, there's, it's multifaceted, I think, you know, with uh, especially the, the socioeconomic, okay, first of all, the most important thing is, you know, and as I know, like Chet is uh, very aware, um, you know, the most important thing is the, the health and safety of, of everyone, Absolutely. you know, for sure. You know, it all goes back to like, you, know, you just got to make good decisions. Um, but second to that, but a very close second is, you know, how does everything work, you know, after this? You know, so let's say that the, you know, and I'm just speaking completely hypothetically, um, but like May 1st, the country turns back on and everything goes back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, that's impossible. So let's talk about our industry, right? Uh, I have spoken to clients who have said point blank with zero hesitation that they don't feel comfortable leaving the house until there's a viable vaccine available. Now, that's not going to be for a while. Right. So, you know, let's say that like, you know, if you were, you know, 100% booked, right? Now, some, some people, some of us, yourself included, you know, might have an overcapacity client load. Well, let's just say that hypothetically, we're all like prior to March of 2020, we're sitting at 100%. Well, no one's going to come back at 100%. We're going to come back, I don't think anywhere, maybe 50 would be like a very strong number. But I think that coming back in and around of like, you know, 30% would be like maybe a little bit more accurate. 
And then like this slow, so, you know, it's like turning on a really big machine, you know, you know, it's like flip a switch and the light turns on. It has yeah. to like get moving, you know, and things, right. It has to pick up momentum. Um, and everyone, and as you know, I've been personally canceling my appointments as we go, you know, cause we don't really know what's happening. So week to week I'm canceling appointments. And as I'm actually interacting with everyone individually, um, you know, and having conversations with everyone, it's, it's really interesting to hear everyone's point of view because it is a huge spectrum. Um, it is completely, I'm gonna say polarized, but if you were to take the edges of the, that spectrum, they are completely polarized. There's people who think that like, this is a complete waste of time and we need to just get back to it. And then there's people who, again, won't leave their house until there's a vaccine available right. and everything in between. So, um, you know, that's just the, the truth of the matter. Um, now, you know, I, I feel personally lucky in that, um, you know, I, I don't live outside my means, you know, that's not really something that I do. Um, you know, and I do, I will admit this though, is yes, I did have like, you know, the sort of like rainy day fund, but you know, just like how the US healthcare system wasn't quite prepared for this, mm -hmm. I wasn't prepared for this either. Like, I You're kept the most putting... prepared person I know. So, okay. so you, know, you know what I do with my extra money? I'll just tell you. It's like, you know, I put it into like long term things like retirement account, principal in the house. I didn't have like a stockpile of like liquid funds, like cash, just like sitting there ready to go. And if you need cash to like say pay you know your taxes you can't pay your taxes with a credit card yeah. right you no know, so we're, we're self-employed right so you know, you're a business owner i'm essentially a business owner I, I operate as an llc as well as an independent contractor so uh you can't just ring that up on your visa no like you need to send the irs a, a check and like yes you can defer and you know apply for deferment and but I mean, that, to me, that's just owing someone money. I, I generally don't like doing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, to make funds that were set aside for, you know, long-term investments liquid again is not easy because, then you know, penalties and all this stuff. So the point is, I wasn't ready. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't really think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, everything will be fine. And I was like, wait a minute. Not exactly because I thought I was being so prepared by socking all this, the money away in the long-term stuff, you know, so, you know, this is a lesson. That's the point, I guess, right? This is a lesson, I think, for Absolutely. all of us, right? And this is that point, like, you know, this is the Doc Brown scenario, right? So that's that point. That's and, such a good analogy. It's such a good analogy because it's totally that, like, splinter tangent. Right, you know, and, and hopefully it doesn't turn into, like, Biff getting the almanac kind of thing, you know? <laughs> You're so right? It doesn't turn into some, like, you know, <laughs> post-apocalyptic like future like dystopian future kind of thing um but like i said my breath. <laughs> um but you know i i do feel honestly i i know i am very lucky in that um i am you know i i'm i'm not in like an extremely distressed place you know speaking candidly yeah. um you know i'm in a very mindful place mm -hmm. uh but distressed no you know they're in you know i don't want to say it's like okay you think about what other people are dealing with but you know there are lots and lots of, it was a statistic actually from st vincent de paul that um you know there are so many people who live in our area who are you know one paycheck away from you know being sheltered at you know whatever facility and being fed at whatever facility and the food bank and so on and so forth um so you know i know that i and i'm very obviously very grateful to be in that place but it, you know it is from a very mindful place because we don't know what's going to happen yeah. um so you know in terms of handling and working through everything um it really is you know i say week by week that's kind of how i've been looking at it you know, when the weekend comes around, that's when I assess for the next week. Um, I'm very fortunate that it's not like day to day, hour to hour, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but it, it, it definitely, we're, we just have to take it as it comes.
And I think that's a good, it's a good mindset to be able to like, I mean, this is like an elephant size, like issue that we're all in. And so having that week to week approach kind of gives you that benchmark to be like, okay, so the next seven days, this is my plan, whatever it is, and being present, staying in that moment. And then when that cutoff comes and then addressing the next week, I think is a really good way to tackle an impossible scenario. And again, you're, like you said, you're doing that with your clients too. So you're touching in week to week. So kind of following suit um, with what you're asking of your clientele and asking that of yourself. And I think that's a really, a really good approach to it because it can feel very overwhelming or it can feel like the minutes take forever. You know, I heard both sides of that. Some of the other um, people that I've been in contact with have said like, it's insane how long the days feel, but once you get to like the end of the week, you're like, how did that go by so fast? How are we this many weeks in? And it it is weird, like conundrum of this, like, well, not a conundrum, but it's like this bubble of like time that's being lost so quickly, but yet it's dragging at the same time. So I think having a goal like that is really, really important. And I think that's a good approach. So, you know, speaking to the point of the the whole vacuuming scenario, Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, so for uh, one thing first, um, and I'm not sure if it was an Aesop fable, but it's definitely a a fable of, you know, antiquated time, but it's the, uh, the story of the ant and the grasshopper. Do you know what that is? No, please share. Um, Okay. I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going to really shorten it. But um, so the year goes through and there's an ant and a grasshopper and the ant and his ant friends are just like working and they're just like packing food away in their, their, you know, their, uh, you know, their, their anthill essentially. And, um, and they're, the grasshopper is just like running around. It's summer, the sun's out. And he's like, what are you guys doing? You're just like wasting your time. And you know, you're working so hard for what? It's like beautiful out and I'm just gonna go have fun. And long and the short of it is like, then winter comes, grasshoppers got no food, the ants have like everything socked away, they're good to go, and he's like gonna freeze outside. So they invite him in and yada yada yada. So the the point of it is that, you know, is to never like kind of let your guard down, always be prepared for what might come. Okay. And this is where I go against kind of that in this scenario, right? It's to actually sort of live in that moment of enjoying what is happening right now because the stuff that is happening that is not so positive we have zero control over yeah so and it's you know it's the idea of like you know change your mind change your perspective change your life right Mm -hmm. um now is it lying to yourself to some degree yes and there's that fine line right you can be like, oh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine until like, you know, you get kicked out of your place or your house gets foreclosed or God forbid any of that stuff happens. But, you know, that's an extreme example. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other side of that is to be so overwhelmed by everything that's happening and to be under the weight of all of that when there's really nothing you can do. Okay, so we work in an industry that is, is legally shut down, at least in like group settings. You know, there's like individual personal care, you know, that's like one of the, you know, Ducey's mandated, you know, Governor Ducey's mandated um, uh, essential businesses. So that's like this you know, kind of gray area okay. in a way. Um, but, you know, we're, we're not operating in salons, you know, right? So the business is shut down. And so there's nothing you can do about that anyway right now. Um, you know, you can find other avenues for income, hopefully, um, or, you know, it, and you can sit there and, and, and dwell on that all day long. Um, or you can go vacuum the house, right? This is, this is where it comes back to that, right? Um, you can, and especially if you're like kind of a busy minded person, yeah. you know, sometimes it's said in a lot of like, say yogic and Buddhist and, um, you know, mindful practices is to, to uh, you know, transcend all that by, you know, quieting the mind and doing all these things and letting all that go. But there's a certain positive quality of kind of feeding that, that motivation by just doing mm-hmm. and doing more and keeping yourself busy. 
and not just like sitting and thinking and like, you know, what am I going to do? It's like, not what are you going to do? But like, what can you do? What can I do right now? What can I do like right now? You know, I could vacuum the house. I could do some project that I thought about doing, but have not get done. Um, and, you know, there's a lot going on that I think is emotional too. Yeah. You know, th there's a lot of tragic stuff happening in the world right now, socioeconomically, uh, in terms of, you know, obviously people are, are, are not surviving this and people are, are ill. And so there's this idea of uh, trauma and what does that feel like? So the emotional component as well. But, you know, what, but what can we, you know, say you and I or any individual out there, like what can you do for yourself? And sometimes the best thing you can do is just kind of keep busy. Yeah and be as productive as you can be. And, you know, sometimes that satiates that, you know, that human need for, you know, a purpose. Yeah. And so for me, I have found that place to be very cathartic and very um, fulfilling. Like, and, you know, okay, yeah, so, I don't want to say I'm like, you know, am I lying to myself that like, you know, making sure my yard looks great or the house is perfectly vacuumed or whatever is going to fix anything? It's not, but neither is sitting around like staring at the wall. Absolutely. And, um, and also, again, you know, just trying to, not trying to, but like actually finding the best parts of everything in your environment. So for us, it's our weather right now. Yeah. Right. I'm like, like hearing the birds chirping right where you're at and the sun's like shines so pretty right there. Yeah, I mean, I this, is, this is just the backyard. I just walked out the back door and like put everything like right here in the middle of the yard. And, um, you know, so it's to be present in that place. Mm -hmm. And so you really are changing your perspective and changing your environment and changing, you know, your entire outlook. And I find that to be kind of it's 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 you know there's been times you know to be honest where I'm like okay hold on I gotta do some math here I gotta crunch some numbers you know what is you know April gonna look like what is May gonna look like what is June gonna look like because hypothetically like I mean we could you know be out shut down shuttered until legally shuttered until you know I don't know mid-June yeah you know, I, I don't think that's unreasonable to say at this point as um, as that is but it's not unreasonable right that concept is mind blowing to me in that timeline, but I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like back in March when we actually closed, I'm like, okay, well, we'll see what two weeks looks like. And then those two weeks into, so, but to your point, like it, we really are going to be in that timeline. Of this is our new normal. You know, that, that's the whole thing. And it's not even to say like new normal, because that is like with this expectation of something being different, this is normal. You know, it's like not even like the new normal. New normal is like on the way. It's like, no, this is normal. Like, this is normal. This is just what it's going to be. And, you know, we are so lucky to be living here and to have this weather. And, you know, that's what, why Jenny, I mean, man, I feel like I've slept more nights outside than inside. I love in it. I love seeing your guys' posts on social and just like your two feet, the end of the truck and just like, like gorgeous outdoor scenery and just the two of you out there on your adventures. It, like it get, when I see those pictures, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it makes me so excited for you and that you guys are just out there still, again, you're being productive, you're enjoying nature, you're enjoying each other's company, you're staying present in this bubble of craziness but yet it looks completely normal um and and it looks so i don't know loving and adventurous and it's it makes me so happy when i see those posts that you do so oh well thanks i mean and, and it truly is what we're doing you know lucky yeah. for us this is what we enjoy you know i was speaking to a friend of mine and you know his whole thing his vacations are that you know he always says this that you know my idea of a vacation is me sitting at a resort on a beach and someone bringing me drinks all day and I tell him that like I, you know I go out to like the wilderness and I try and find like some place that and he's just like yeah you can have all that and um, 
but you know, so I again, that's the gratitude part. Is that like you know, we are in this place right now, climate, environment, um, and it falls inside of all the guidelines. I mean, we're you know, we're going out to BLM land, which is you know just pretty much open land, and just finding a flat spot to park the truck, and and that's it. So um, yeah, I mean, we're really lucky that it's conducive. Right. And it works. Um, so I guess, you know, what it is, is that like, you know, each passing moment is kind of what you make of it. And we are choosing to do these things with these moments. And I individually am choosing to do as, you know, so I was saying week to week, but really it is moment to moment. You know, I really sometimes will just be standing in my house. Like now what? Well, as you know, you know, being, you know, personality type, like that you and I kind of are similar in that way. There's always something that can be done. There's so always they, something. <laughs> oh yeah. Like that, I, you know, I like to wipe, write everything on this whiteboard. And like, my thing is just to wipe the whole thing clean. I'm just like, got it all done. Just like, I just like, yes. cross them off, cross them off, cross them. Um, so it was, uh, so Mark, it was Mark Carruth's birthday recently. And he and I were talking and uh, we're just talking about like, just like crossing things off on the whiteboard and like how that, that's like, it, it's just so satisfying. satisfying. And, it totally is. You know, if that's such a satisfying thing, like this is your golden hour. It's like, so good. Yeah. You should see like, so with my productivity at home right now is all centered around having two small children at the house. I'm, I'm teacher, I'm mom, I'm provider to them in all aspects and I've always been that but it is all the time all day now and finding ways to keep them engaged to keep their checklist going um and and not have them want to like run out of the house screaming away from me by the end of the day you know but we have this um weekly assignment calendar that gets printed out and it is no joke. We have one of those like fridge that is like the two doors and it mm-hmm. has the freezer on the bottom. So it's got the two doors and it goes from the very top of the fridge all the way to the freezer. It is wow. one long sheet and it's every day what it is. So it is like the most glorious list to check off. And I think my kids, like every time I just hang up the new sheet, they're like, oh man, come on, like give me a break. <laughs> Right. It's really satisfying by the time Friday comes along for them. And I'm like, look at what you guys accomplished. Like you did all of this. We've submitted everything online. We've done your tests. We've done this. And it's, it is a very like rewarding experience for them, even though like it is kind of like pulling teeth in the moment, but to a degree, I feel like I'm teaching them in a very concentrated manner i'm teaching them the value in that type of productivity and like yeah you can do that at school but like is someone really watching you at school like yeah you're probably like floating by and like let's get down to it let me really teach you how to solve this equation or to let's write a persuasive paper and it's it's really it's difficult it's challenging and it's fun but at the same time i think at the end of it all, like they're really seeing the value in, in what that kind of list making and checking that off is. And that, that's what my purpose is right now, aside from cleaning baseboards and fans and all of that. Sure. Of but, but no, but that, you know what? In, you're speaking, I think, exactly to the same point. And I think in a nutshell, we can just call this, um, you know, so there's this like plethora of time, but like, you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, it's an old adage, but you know, it's like the devil makes work of idle hands. It's like, there is so much time right now. And it's like, the the point is to like maximize that time. You know, you and I maximize, I think our time all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I heard this from someone, it was a client of mine, and this is many years ago. And she retired, and she retired early, she retired, I think, in her 40s. And after she retired, she was, you know, she would come in and be like, you know, so what have been up to? And it was just like so much stuff. And she said, I don't know how I had time to work before. And it's interesting that like, I get that. Like I, I got it from like a very objective point of view mm-hmm. then, but I feel it now. Yeah. Like 
I didn't like, how did this stuff get done before I had like, you know, my entire work day to devote to maintaining the house? Like, how does this, how did the house not like fall apart? Like, I really don't understand. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but, you know, so that being said, it, it really is to maximize that time. But, you know, it, it is with the perspective of, uh, you know, maintaining like that hierarchy of importance you know, like what really, you know, you, you do need to like take care of certain things and certain things do have to stay in the forefront of your mind and not just like slip away because, you know, especially if you are like, you know, in our industry, then, you know, we're not on, you know, a paid vacation per se, especially if you are a self-employed stylist or a salon owner um, that, you know, so, you know, speaking about like say Jay, right. Um, you know, it's like, or yourself, you know, to be a, a business owner, it's like, you know, I, I, I have such a simple um, uh, to-do list, really, you know, I don't have children, I, I'm not a business owner, I don't have employees, um, I can't fathom how I would even take that on right now, so, you know, kudos to you, kudos to him, like, I, I just really, I mean, it, it's, that, that's a lot, that really is. It's definitely a different level of, of ownership, but at the same time, I mean, I still think it's all relative just to your exact point, what you were saying, like you just find the time to do it. You find the gumption to like, okay, let's, we're going to just be on this paddle boat all together and we're all treading water and there's holes all in it, but we're, we're doing it. We're going to get through it. And you just find that, that inner strength to do it for the greater good. Like Jay's, I mean, God love that man too. Like he's gonna do everything he can for you guys, for his whole team, for for the business. And and I know that we will do everything we possibly can to see this thing through and whatever it takes. I mean, if I'm up till four in the morning, then I'm up till four in the morning strategizing and making plans and finding a way because there's always energy that I have that I want to put towards making sure that the lives that we have kind of rolled up underneath us are still taken care of. And it's, it is hard though. And you, I think you touched on this earlier though, with saying about things that are in your control. And I had to have, I kind of had this breaking point last week where it was like total meltdown out of worry for my team and worry for the business and you have to hit that wall and then kind of pick yourself back up. And I decided like, once I took that big deep breath, I'm like, you know what? I can only worry about the things that I can control. Mm -hmm. So I can find ways to work around this. I can find people who can help me apply for grants. I can find people that can help us with an SBA loan. I can find ways for us to be smart about what resources we have how to find resources to keep things going. And I can control those things. So that's where I need to put that energy instead of having that like, woe is me, this scenario is the worst thing I've ever experienced. Like, no, to hell with that. I can't control that, but these are the things that I can do. And there's endless energy that I have that I can put towards that. And it, it kind of kicked me right in the ass, <laughs> I needed it. Yeah. Well, you know, and actually, so there's one other thing. It's like, you know, how do you maintain as things are now so different? Um, and, you know, I, we jokingly talked about this, you and I, uh, about how, you know, Jenny and I, you know, we wake up before the sun comes up and we go to sleep when the sun goes down. And we, I, we call that the camping schedule, which it, it really is. But it actually isn't that far off from the normal schedule. My alarm still goes off at 4.45 in the morning, just like it always did, just like I was going to 6 a.m. yoga, which is not happening. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really important component of it is to stay inside of like, you know, certain parameters, you know, don't just like let it all go. And like, you know, we're waking up at noon or <laughs> whatever. I mean, I don't even know how to wake up at noon. I can't even fathom that, but. I don't think my know, back would move if I slept till noon. I'd be like one step forward. <laughs> no, there's no way. So, um, but you know, I think that's the really important component too. And, um, you know, again, this is just, this is just what it is. So, uh, 
you know, we wake up early, we, we do what we do and, and, and that's it. Like we, we set up the yoga mats this morning outside and we loaded up a class with our regular 6 a.m. teacher and it wasn't Zoom, it was recorded because there's no 6 a.m. classes, but we practiced 6 a.m. yoga just like we always have. And it was just kind of like keeping in that normal, like sort of path or timeline of what's, you know, what would normally be happening. It's good. It keeps you on that routine. I think physically then you're all the things are set in the right way then, you know, that you are, you're not changing your normal day to day as much. And I think those like, wait, like circadian rhythms are all set as, as they should be. And, and it does allow you to be the most productive and the most right. healthy of mindsets for sure. For sure. Right. Um, I was going to ask you also as far as, and then kind of just back to like talking more about industry stuff, but, um, in terms of, from like an educator standpoint, what do you think you could offer for advice for some of like the younger stylists? Like I have apprentices that, you know, are with, or an apprentice and younger stylists that are still actively training um, right now. And that clearly that's stopping aside from what they're doing on their own. But you as like, you know, my former educator and, and still, you know, an amazing mentor, what advice do you have for people who are still young in their craft right now that kind of feel stunted? I mean, obviously we just talked about a lot of good mindset practices, but in terms of their craft, is there anything that you can think of that, you know, would be beneficial to them? Well, I think first of all, it goes back to that whole, you know, so, you know, we spoke for however long, I, I have no timer on this thing, or there might be one, but I'm not, I can't see it. I so we spoke for however get, long. If we get cut off though, I'll have to resume you because there's, you know, there's limits on Zoom. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, but you know, we spoke for that function of time and in, in, in a nutshell, what we came up with is the idea of like maximizing your time and maximizing this time. And, you know, as you know, and we kind of come from, and I'll just say it, we, we kind of come from like a little bit of like the old school in terms of like the philosophy. And so what you're speaking to is like, you know, what can you give someone? What can they hope to receive? it's really kind of like, what can you do for yourself with this time? The thing that has been given is the time. The thing that is on you now is to do with it what you choose to do with it. Now, um, you know, especially it's 2020. Instagram obviously is what it is today. YouTube is what it is today. Um, there is no shortage of information out there to expand on, you know, your craft. And it's like, I'm sure that people's screen time is like shot through the roof. If you just look at like, you know, like phone usage or device usage. Um, but like, where are you in that, in that place, you know, percentage wise, you know, it's like, the thing is, I feel like it's the percentage, the ratio of the usage, like let's say that you spend like, you know, 80% of your time on meme accounts and 20% on like looking at like hair accounts. Right. Well, it's the same right now. It's just like graduated to a larger degree because now we have like, you know, 12 hours of the day to spend on your phone. But it's the idea of shifting that into a place where it becomes more beneficial. Um, you know, it's... I think it's a good time to, you know, this is something that I, I did like when I was in cosmetology school and I'm very glad I did do this, but, and I, this is something I, I tell people too, when I was, was teaching classes is that, you know, it's, it's dexterity based, right? You know, it's like, how do you use your shears? How do you like, you know, what do you do with your hands? And I would say, it's like, Oh, you know, how do you cut like that? How do you like flip the scissors down and cut like that? It's like, I would sit in front of the TV with some show on and just like do this like all day long and like do this and do this and do this. And like, also back then I thought it was really cool to flip my shears back and forth all the time. So I've practiced that too. Like over, over, over. I used to do that too. Until right. you realize it's terrible on your wrist and stop doing it. Right. Um, so it's, it's like to just do that you know, to like just mimic the action and just to practice and practice and practice where it becomes not even anything you think about and it just happens. 
And then when you apply that, it's, it's like, it's done. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of often cite, it's like, you know, like playing the drums. It's like, you know, I can sit behind a drum kit and hammer out like a very rudimentary song, but you know, I can play the drums kind of. It's like, oh, I didn't know you played the drums. Like, well, I don't. So like, well, how'd you learn? I was like tapping on my steering wheel, like in the car. <laughs> right. I just knew what should be hit. Like I knew in my head, like, you know, right hand is hi-hat, left hand is snare. Like I just kind of, and I would just map it out. Like there's a, so much you can do without actually cutting someone's hair. Right. Like you can just practice like dexterity based stuff like all day long, like literally now all day long if you want to. Um, but, and again, yes, there is the idea that like th this whole scenario socioeconomically, financially for so many, for all of us, really. No one, no one's getting through this and like, you know, coming out like on the other end, like, wow, I really did financially so well in like, you know, Q2 of 2020. Like, unless you're, oh, oh wait, unless maybe you own stock in Zoom, right? Or you are, um, right? Something like that. <laughs> um, but otherwise, um, you know, it, there's a lot going on, but it really is like, and that is kind of where the discipline comes in, you know, and if you're not innately a disciplined person, that's where it's going to be an even steeper uphill yeah. because it's like, well, I have more important things to deal with right now, but you know, dealing with things doesn't mean actually doing anything, exactly. you know, dealing with things could just be like sitting under the weight of something and not actually doing anything. Now that sounds like very cold. Like, yes, there's a lot going on. It's not cool. There are people who are ill. There are people who are struggling like very poorly right now, but there are certain things that you can do. And one of them is just sit there and, and build that dexterity. You could, you know, if you can get your hands on a doll head, give that thing like 50 haircuts. No. Give it the same haircut until that haircut doesn't exist anymore. Like cut a line until that thing's a bob and then start cutting graduation into it until it's like a short graduated haircut and then start doing scissor or comb and then start practicing with your clippers until the thing's bald and then that's it. You know, it's just like what we used to do like when we were in cosmetology school. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but that's like kind of where the, the discipline part comes in. If, you know, for you and I, it's more like, we don't even have to think about it. We just do stuff. Yeah. And which I, I'm also very grateful for, uh, you know, just having that innate personality. But, uh, you know, that that's where one can be like ultra productive right now is to is to focus on something like that. And, you know, it, it's hard. You know, I, I'm not I, I'm not discounting that, but that that is the maximization of the time for sure. Well, and I think that too, just having, you know, that good positive mindset too of these, you know, I'm just thinking about, again, those students who were at maybe like EVID or in their cosmetology programs that they're not going to right now. And I'm sure that that weight feels very heavy for them. Like, well, I had this plan and now what? But I think to your point, like that dexterity is huge. I think finding the um the inner drive to push and and look for what's out there what resources can be found and and again show showing what you want on the other side of this and making the most out of it this when you have the time now i think is huge so i think those are right. those are great points so you know i just thought of something else too you know for for some reason i didn't really think about the cosmetology level but i i think about when i was at that level and what did i do Mm -hmm. It's like, man, if anyone would let me like blow dry their hair, it was like, <laughs> let me do it. Like, just let me do it. Like, okay. Yeah. You start like, let's say you live in a home and maybe if you're with your parents or significant mm -hmm. other or just like roommates, like, yeah, maybe not the best idea to just start giving everyone like repetitive haircuts. Yeah, until that might, that might escalate quickly. <laughs> right. But unless they want that. Um, but you know, it's to say, like, let's say that it's you and one person, whoever that other person might be, right? Um, let's just say hypothetically, like, you and I are roommates, and we live in a house. And we are, it's, it's 2020, this is what's happening. You don't want me to cut your hair, fine, I'm not going to cut your hair. But like, I could blow dry your hair every day. And I could do it, say, the way that I feel kind of proficient at. And then I could do it 
you know, so many people cite, like, they watch me, like, you know, blow dry, and they're like, you just blow dry so different. Why does it look so different? I was like, you know, what you're not noticing is that, like, I'm doing it with both hands. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, and like, yeah, like, I blow dry the same left and right. I'm kind of ambidextrous with it. And that didn't, I mean, this is the first, okay, so when we got to cosmetology school, I already been cutting my friend's hair in my front yard for maybe like, you know, a year or so. And so I had, the, and I already bought that, you know, Cutting Hair, the Vidal Sassoon Way book. And oh, I was like already kind of mimicking what I was seeing in that. But when it came time to like, you know, blow dry the mannequin head the first time in cosmetology school, I never blow dried anyone else's hair in my life. And yeah. every, and again, I'm in a site, okay, so this is like 2003, okay, so um, hopefully this doesn't sound archaic, but I was one of like five guys in cosmetology school, so I'm just going to say that, and then when the girls all picked up the blow dryers, it's like they were stylists, like right. they just knew what to do, like they were just like fast with it, and they could just, and I was like, I don't understand, like I just don't understand what I'm doing, right. but that's where the practice came in, and so it's like you can find little avenues to like, you know, practice and and do these things. And even if you don't have anyone there, just like practice doing it and then just like swap hands and practice doing it. And just, you know, there are ways to to do it. And it really is just the maximization of, of the time. And in the end coming out of all this, like you're just going to be like that much better because again, the scope of everything that you and I do, like not even talking about any other industry, but things are going to be different for sure. Um, you know, and just from like, let's say a client base, right? So like your, your clientele, just like mine, I'm sure is um, extremely like dynamic and different and broad. There's definitely going to be a percentage of our clientele who may or may not be able to continue seeing us because of socioeconomic reasons. And now that's going to shift kind of like everything around. And so you, I feel like for a stylist, you really just need to be like ready to come back into this. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to say like with like a slightly more competitive like mindset because that's not what it's about. It's not about competition, but it's about being the best that you can be. And, you know, really it's, it's everything that we always talk about. Um, but maybe when you get start getting really kind of busy you sort of forget you get fall into your you know your way of doing things and you know you 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 kind of forget that like that kind of hustle mentality of like you know I'm going to do something like different I'm going to like push that next level and I, I really I am very curious to see where things land you know when all this is when things start moving again um, and I really feel that like, you know, we all have to kind of just like do our best. I guess that's it, right? Isn't it do your best? Maybe that's, that's the whole point all of it. It's, it's just do your best. It is. It, it, maximize your time. That's part of it. Make the most of all of this. That's part of it. Be as happy as you can be like right now, no matter what is happening. It's just like, do your best. And then th- that's it. You know? So if like, you're about to make a decision with what you're going to do with like, I don't know, at five o'clock, like do your best, whatever that means in that moment, like do that thing. And that's it. I love it. I love it. And I think that's that in a nutshell, I think that is, I think that's how you live your life always and regardless to whatever this is now. And I, I know that I try to do that as well. And I think that it's brought us a lot of really good aspects to our life by trying to do our best all the time. And I think that's really I think it's a really good message to continue to like just spread the word because I sure. need to hear that right now. I think they do. And, 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 and also that their best is good enough. Like if you just, sure. if you know at the end of the day, you just did everything you wholeheartedly could, you're doing damn good. That's it. Yeah. It's not like do better because you might not be able to achieve better. I, and I hate to say it, but like, you know, my idea of better is maybe something I see on Instagram, mm-hmm. like, Okay, I'll just give you a for example. I was having this conversation with someone, um, Julius Caesar, right? He's been, you know, doing this thing where he's like, you know, giving everyone, or it seems like, you know, this very sort of like very cropped buzz, bleach, and he's like hand painting these like crazy designs in there. I cannot do that. 
So yeah. if that is my idea of doing better, like, yeah, okay, maybe I could maximize my time and, and try and learn how to do that. But like me doing my best, I can't achieve that like right now. But like do, me doing my best might look like something else. But like, so everyone's best looks like something different, like across the board. But like, yeah, just do your best for yourself and even for other people. You know, it's like if someone needs help, you know, maybe offer that help. That's you doing your best. And, you know, ultimately, it, you know, it's like the, the run on toilet paper. That is not people doing their best. That is that, that comes from a place of fear. That is, yeah, that is a whole other thing. Like, yeah, right. That is a whole other thing coming out in, you know, and, but that's human, that's basic human psychology. You know, it's like Maslow's hierarchy, like that goes back into like, you know, how we're like hardwired. It's like that's survival. Um, so it, it's hard to supersede that and transcend that sometimes. But, you know, if you just kind of fall back on like, am I doing my best right now? I think that's just that little perspective shift. Well, I think you're doing your best. I know. Oh, well, well, thank you. I mean, I'm doing, we're all doing what we can, right? The best that we can. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask you, I want to ask you some um, pop-up questions, okay? Mm -hmm. So this is my thing, and it's not, it's not um, like hard trivia or something, so I won't ask you something ridiculous. It's all about you. Okay, so I want to know right now, what's your favorite quarantine food? Oh, wow. Um, like a prepared meal or like a singular item? I think just whatever, whatever you're either craving or you're making frequently. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna keep it really simple because there's a singular item that I keep going back to mm -hmm. and it's Justin's honey peanut butter. Like I'll just- Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, okay, so I kind of went like 2020 toilet paper style on the Justin's honey peanut butter. <laughs> we have so much of it. Like, yes, I left some for other people, but like I have a stockpile of that stuff because we're actually eating it that fast. That's awesome. I will just grab a spoon and like just, and I'll just walk around the house with a spoon of peanut butter. <laughs> so if there's one thing that I'm eating more than anything else right now, it's that. I think that's your fast metabolism calling. <laughs> you just want some peanut butter. <laughs> okay, your favorite animal. Oh, oh gosh, I mean. LG. Yeah, I mean, there was, yeah, it's, it's got to be Lila, of course. Although spending time with, with uh, Jenny's dog has been fun, but he's like a challenge, and that's what makes it fun. He's like got such like this sort of like irate personality that like if we can get him to do certain things, it, it's like, like get him to ride in the basket on the bike was like, oh my gosh, we did it. You know, things like that. So, but of course, oh, it's actually Lila, it's Lila's 15th birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, LG. Yeah. Oh, 15. She and Bruce, those old old pups. Uh-huh. Bruce is rough right now. Oof, he's so rough. Oh. Poor guy. He's not yeah. so bad. Um, what's your most played song during quarantine? Um, gosh, you know what's funny? I, I was just talking to Jenny about this. It's inadvertent. And I don't know why it keeps coming up. And I cannot remember the artist, but it's that 70s song, Brandy. Do you know that song? Yeah. Yes. Is you it, know? Brandy, You're a Fine Girl. You know that one with yeah. about the sailors and all that stuff? Like that, that song. Like total like 70s, like Yacht Rock. I cannot remember who sang that song though, but I feel like we hear that song every time we go out. Like, on the way out and on the way back somehow it'll play on a spotify playlist and i really don't know how that happens because we're listening to all manners and genres of music and it keeps coming up yeah That's that true. and oddly so, kind of similar but like this one is a little bit more intentional Looking is um is uh the song the title is escape by rupert holmes but most people know it as the pina colada song oh. <laughs> also a 70s song but which by the way it was not until recently that I finally, have you ever listened to the lyrics of that song? It's horrible. <laughs> it is so sketchy. It would be the equivalent of say like, you know, me and Jenny, right? And I'm kind of like, you know, I don't really like looking at her so much anymore. I'm gonna fire up Tinder right now and see how it goes. And it turned out she did the same thing and we you met each other at a bar somewhere. <laughs> right, yeah, it's like, that is the sketchiest like. 
It's so a- that song that song keeps coming up too for some reason. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I like that. Yeah. The other one's by Looking Glass, Brandy or Fine Girl. Yes, yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's the I one. had yeah. to Google it. Um, okay, you're so I know you've been on a ton of adventures, but what's your favorite adventure spot? Man, so um Joshua Tree was incredible. Even, okay, so Joshua Tree was closed, but we figured out a way to like walk into the park. So that was really cool and camping out there was awesome um but we found an incredible spot near tucson near the ironwood national monument which most people never heard of but like i mean we were like in a forest of saguaros it was it was amazing so the last one was was like the top that's awesome yeah um okay your favorite this is more about craft your favorite iconic haircut oh man it's hard to pick (laughs) You know, it's like my brain immediately goes to uh, a firefly. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Brooker cut that. Um, but it, I think it, it actually has to be the classic by the book, graduated Bob. And I'll tell you why. It's because that was like the, the, the one I just couldn't crack. Like I just couldn't get it. I couldn't figure it out. I could fake it. I could fake it like kind of well. Mm-hmm. and you know truth be told and I told this to so many people I might as well just say it out loud now but like I didn't cut it technically when I passed my test I faked it I just knew how to fake it yeah like but to actually do it properly I mean yeah that that's so it's got to be that one um I will say and I know it's not my pop-up questions but I just have to concur it is totally my favorite and for the exact same reason yeah and you yeah, know that. <laughs> I don't think I could actually execute a technically correct graduated Bob until three years after I qualified. It's, like it took three years on my own of practicing just to actually get it. It's so deceiving how like, and really because how popular it is of a haircut in general. And then it has so many like passable versions of it, but like the true technical nuts and bolts of it like is only executed by like a very small bubble of people it's crazy right I totally right um where's your next off the grid trip um we well it, it depends on you you know where everything sits in terms of like you know traveling and you know sheltering and all of that kind of thing but uh we had discussed going up to utah mm-hmm or going west until we hit the ocean. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Have you guys gone to like an ocean trip before, the two of you? Uh, I mean, yeah, but not not like you know just packing up in the truck and like yeah. camping or anything. No, but yeah, I mean, definitely we've gone to you know to San Diego, yeah, yeah and all that. Sure. But as far as truck adventures, that would be the first. No. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that yeah that might be the next one. Oh, that's awesome! I can't wait to see photos. So you, I, I wasn't sure if you've been doing movies or not, but you did already say that you've been on a movie kick. So obviously you, you checked off Back to the Future, but other movie recommendations? Well, you know, a lot of it is revisiting certain classics mm-hmm. um, and how we're discovering them is uh, oftentimes in conversation, just like our, as our conversation began, I'll cite some reference, like, you know, oh, man, this is like that one time in that one. It's, I'm kind of like Family Guy. You know how Family Guy, he always, re- it's like, oh, this reminds me of that one time when so-and-so did that one thing. You know, I'm always like that. So right. that's how we're, we're coming up with, like, this movie list is, like, in a conversation, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, in Pulp Fiction, when he, like, did this one, th- and then, she, you know, Jenny will be like, I don't know, and she'll, like, have this blank look on her face, like, you've never seen Pulp Fiction? By the way, we just watched that. Um, did she love so, it? Did she like Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I also cited it as one of, like, the ten best movies ever made, too, okay. which I, I definitely believe that to be true. Um, but, yeah, so we've seen – it's a lot of classics and nothing really, like, new. However, we stumbled upon a movie called Tiger Tail. It's uh, mostly in Chinese, so it's subtitled. Uh-huh. But it was fantastic. I don't know if the relevance of that film has more to do with the fact that I'm Chinese and maybe culturally, but I, I just really thought it was a fantastic movie. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Oh, it is. So Tiger Tail. Okay. Tiger Tail. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. That's awesome. I'll yeah. Check it out. That's awesome. 
Um, I am so glad that we got a chance to do this because usually for people who don't really know you and I, we have this like group that we get to right. have breakfast with and they were usually having talks like this kind of, I mean, not as curated, it's more, you know, organic and we're just- Well, I thought this was pretty organic actually. I, mean, I don't mean yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't have like a list of seven questions I normally sure. ask you, but, right, right. but no, for sure we have talks like this usually over coffee and pancakes or, you know, lunch hangouts with the kids and stuff. But um, it's really nice to be able to have a touch in that this, this feels normal, you know, and it's great. Yeah. Really great. I was very much looking forward to this. Like I said, I, I went out and bought a bottle of wine for this. So cheers, cheers. Yeah, cheers. I put my white claw in a fancy cup. It's white claw? <laughs> That's your wine. <laughs> I want to open a bottle yet. It's early yet. I stay up later than you do. <laughs> oh, that yeah so right yeah because bedtime for me as soon as like the sun goes down back like there pretty and then bed <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm so grateful for you as always. And Likewise. I'm, I'm grateful that we got a chance to do this. And I yeah. hope you uh, say hello to Jenny and you keep um, keep me posted on all of your adventures because I'm loving seeing them all. It's so great. So. Yeah, fantastic. I think you're the best. Thank you so much. And yeah, thanks for doing this. 